0: The Atlanta Braves already have five more years of control over the best player in baseball in Ronald Acuna Jr. But should they be looking to extend that even further? We'll discuss that and more on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on social media at lockedon underscore braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy having the conversations with you, and you help me as much as I help you. So thanks so much for those discussions we have over there. Make sure if you're new on YouTube, you hit that subscribe button of over 8,300 subscribers on YouTube now and growing every day. So thank you so much for that. You can also hit that thumbs up button. You are already subscribed or you just subscribed. And that's how we help spread the show as well and continue to grow those numbers. So thank you so much of your support of Lockdown Braves. Thanks for being an everyday listening to Lockdown Braves each and every day. And during the offseason, I do a lot of these podcasts live, typically start around 9 p.m. Central, all of this, and we're starting a little bit later. But look for that as well. You want to come and join the conversation live. Right now, we got our Guinness in here, Jay Headdecker as well, 62, Mike Popcorn, Trip Bishop, David Rodriguez, Jeffrey Humphreys, Chris Fields. And Nicholas in here as well. Thank you so much for joining live with me here tonight. And whether you're watching live, watching the replay, again, thank you so much for your support of Locked On Braves. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss a potential Ronald Acuna Jr. extension. I'm going to go through the pros and cons and why ultimately I believe it's really not the right move for the Braves. But We'll go through every aspect of that, and that'll lead us into our Shohei Ohtani discussion. And you're going to have to put on your your thinking brains for this one, but we're going to go through the contract he signed with the Dodgers, the deferral money in that, and whether or not it's good for the game, whether or not the Dodgers pulled one over on everybody. We'll discuss all the ins and outs of that new contract for Ohtani and the Dodgers, getting to some news of the day as well. Let's jump into this Ronald Acuna Jr. situation, though. Talking about the contract extension, and I see Trip Bishop with a comment in here. Talking about Ronald absolutely tearing up that home run derby was a thing of beauty. It really was, and that was fun. You can go over to Baseball Play on YouTube, and you should be able to watch the replay of the home run derby. But it came down to Ronald Acuna Jr. and Yasiel Puig in the finals, and Acuna, the back-to-back Home Run Derby champion over there in Venezuela. So fun to see him doing his thing in front of his home country. And that's who Ronald Acuna Jr. is. And that's just a player that he is. loves playing this game. And I love that about him. Before we get into talking about an extension for him, though, let's talk about the current deal that the Braves have with Ronald Acuna Jr. In April of 2019, the Braves gave Acuna an eight-year, $100 million extension. At the time, he became the youngest player in baseball history to sign a contract worth at least $100 million. So, you know, why a lot of people give the Braves and Anthopolis a lot of flack for giving out these team friendly contracts and Ron Acuna Jr., you know, making $17 million right now as the best player in baseball. At the time, it was a historic deal that they gave him, you know, for how young he was and how little he had done at the major league level. I shouldn't say little. He was rookie of the year, but just, you know, didn't have a lot of experience under his belt. It was a risk at that time for Alex and Thomas. And let's not forget in the midst of this, Ron Acuna Jr. tears his ACL, misses a good chunk of time. I mean, that is the risk involved when you give, you know, we talk about it a lot with starting pitchers and just how risky it is to give them long-term deals. Cause they're just more fragile and their arms are ticking time bombs. But, you know, same can be said for position players as well, have a major injury like that, and they may not recover and be the same. Fortunately, after, you know, a subpar season for Acuna in 2022, he was the same and more in 2023, but there was, you know, that hiccup as well in part of this contract. It could have been a really, you know, serious thing for the Braves and the financial commitment that they had made to Acuna. And one thing I was looking at when going through this as well that I didn't consider in the article I read said Acuna would be a free agent in 2024, but didn't specify before or after that season, more research. And again, something that a lot of you helped me out with on Twitter, it would have been after 2024. Had the Braves not given Acuna that extension, we're talking about him going into his contract year, the same year as Max Freed. So luckily we don't have to worry about that, but, kind of interesting to think about that this could have been Acuna's contract year right now and coming off the season that he had if he does anything like that again in 2024 he'd have been looking at a monster monster payday it's still just 26 years old so uh really interesting to think about but again something we don't have to worry about as Braves fans because he is locked up they did get him to that deal there are two option years in that deal 2027 and 2028 at 17 million each with 10 million dollar buyouts he'd have to be seriously injured for those options not to get picked up and we don't want to think about that possibility so essentially he signed a 10-year deal for 124 million dollars don't include that buyout obviously as we're assuming those options get picked up a 10-year deal for $124 million. Now, what's he done since that contract has been signed? Obviously, this is after he won the Rookie of the Year. He's made four All-Star appearances, th- won three Silver Slugger Awards, an MVP he's coming off right off of right now. He did win a World Series, even if he wasn't part of that team, He's accomplished a lot, and you look at his slash line over his career now, 292, 381, 537, a career 918 OPS, 161 home runs, 543 runs scored, 402 runs batted in, and 180 stolen bases. He is approaching this upcoming season getting to 200 home runs and 200 stolen bases in his age 26 season. He's the best player in baseball, uh, especially with Otani being a hitter only right now. I'm taking Ronald Acuna Jr. and all that he gives you. He's the best player in baseball at this moment. That's what the Braves have right now, and it's what they have under a very team-friendly deal. Now, we talked about the risk in this deal, and in all moves, is that the injury you know, is always there, and he had that scare with the ACL, but has come back from that and proven that he is still that elite player, the best player in all of baseball. So why extend him now? I have a lot of you in the comment section and that I see, and a lot of people out there thinking that the Braves should just go ahead and extend Acuna, make him a Brave for life. So what are some reasons for doing that? Doing an extension is almost always cheaper than paying market price in free agency. So one of the biggest reasons for doing any type of extension, and it's why Alex Anthopoulos has done this for a lot of these Braves players, is you get a better deal. You're usually going to pay less than you would pay if he were to go to the market. He were go- going to go to the open market. Another reason for doing that now is to make him a brave for life. Don't get into the same situation you did with, with Freeman and Swanson and the situation you're about to be in with Max Freed. Go ahead and lock him up now way ahead of time. And you don't have to deal with that. Go ahead and make him a brave for life. And the other part of this, and some of you responded to this as well on social media, is that pay him what he's worth and go ahead and pay him for the player that he is to make him happy. Now, that's not to say that Ronald Acuna Jr. is not happy. And despite maybe some of the false reporting you hear out there, there, to my knowledge, has been none of that coming from Acuna's side, that he is unhappy with his current contract and situation. But You got to believe that, you know, there's probably some of that in the back of his mind as he sees Fernando Tatis Jr. He sees the Otani deal. He sees Aaron Judge deal. He's going to see what Juan Soto gets next offseason. I'm sure there's going to be a little maybe resentment in the fact that he is not being paid like the best player in baseball. That doesn't seem to have affected him at all in the field or even off the field. Again, from what all we know, it hasn't seemed to affect him at all. Some of the responses I got on Twitter when I asked you this question, we don't want to see him in another jersey. We don't want the possibility of seeing him in another jersey as a reason for extending him now. Austin Kane Reach on Twitter, he had a good thread on why Acuna and the Braves should do it and why it's beneficial for both sides. I don't necessarily agree with all of his arguments and points, but the one thing he did talk about that makes some sense is not just doing an outright extension, but doing a restructure with his current extension. And by doing that, you raise his AAV now in hopes that on the back end of that, you're paying maybe a little bit lesser AAV than you would have you know, if you were just doing a straight up extension. He mentioned 13 years, $389 million. So to me, that's the only reason, legitimate reason why, you would extend Acuna right now would be just to restructure that contract, pay him a little bit more for what he's worth now. And then also, you know, make him a brave for life, which I would love to see. I wish we would have gotten that for Freddie Freeman. That ship has sailed. I'm over it, but I would love to see that with Ron Acuna jr. Now, why you wouldn't extend him right now. There's really no pressure to, you have five more years of control. A lot can happen in those five years. And while, I feel very confident Acuna is going to be one of the best players in baseball for the foreseeable future. You just never know what could happen. So, why make a commitment now when you don't have to and you have five more years of control over him to see how things play out? It's a huge risk, you know, giving somebody into their 30s, you know, the type of money that he's going to get, even though it's money that he deserves, which is Aaron Judge type money. So I don't think it's the smart decision to give him an extension now. But I do think there is you know, some credibility to that. Now, what would that contract look like? What would that extension look like? I think you got to use the Aaron Judge deal as an example. At age 31, which is what Acuna would be going to, assuming these option years are picked up, he'd be going into his age 31 season. Aaron Judge was doing the same. He got nine years $360 million, $40 million a year for nine years through his age 39 season. I love Acuna. That is risky. <laughs> that is very, very risky. Now, we're going to talk about Otani's situation and how money today is worth more than money in the future. And I get that. And perhaps $40 million a year at that point doesn't look as bad as maybe it seems now. But that is just still super, super risky for somebody paying somebody $40, 40 million a year for their age 30 seasons. That's why I'd almost rather, if you're going to do this, do it now and restructure it so that you pay some of that money up front. But that's just super, super risky. And it's what he deserves. And again, the best player in baseball, if he were to go to the open market, that's probably what he gets right now. You, you're not likely going to get a super team-friendly discount out of Acuna again. And I won't be mad if he doesn't. And I see team fishing here talking about you know locking up Ronald and Ozzy, and I see others as well saying go ahead and extend Ozzy because that's the key to keeping Ronald. I don't know how you keep those two together, but maybe there is a desire for those two to play together, and maybe that's the way that you get both of them locked up long term. It's just hard to see that happening. I'd be comfortable giving them a seven-year extension for thirty-five million a year. That's seven years, two forty-five. I think that's reasonable. I, I think that. You know, it was a fair amount. Again, if he went to the open market, he would get more than that. He'd probably get $40 million a year. That's what Aaron Judge did. That wasn't, he went back to the Yankees, but he hit the open market. And the Yankees just ponied up and paid that much for him. But I think seven more years, $245 million, that's where I would feel comfortable going with Acuna. But again, it's probably going to take more than that. That would probably be considered a team-friendly deal. And again, I just don't know that you get another one of those. So if it's me, I don't see a reason. To give him an extension right now, you want to begin those discussions? Sure, go ahead. Unless he's just complaining about his current deal. Again, there's some resentment that's affecting his performance and his attitude in the clubhouse, which again, there is no true reporting out there that that is the case. And in fact, you see the exact opposite. He loves playing the game. He loves his teammates. I, I I see none of that coming from Acuna. But if it got to that point, you needed to have those discussions, and sure, I think the Braves have done a great job trying to make him happy, you know, giving him the opportunity to go play in Venezuela. The Braves could pull the plug on that. I'm, I'm almost certain that they could if they wanted to. So I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any resentment between Acuna and the Braves at this point. Again, I've heard no real reporting out there. Maybe some rumors th- being spread that that's the case, but I see no real evidence that that is a factor. So I see no reason to even entertain extending him right now. There's just no reason to do that with five years left on his deal. Does he become a Braves for life? I don't think so. I think if he keeps producing at an MVP level like this for the next five years, he's going to test free agency. He's going to have one shot at it going into his age 31 season. And I think he's going to get Aaron Judge type money. And I don't think the Braves are going to pay that. So my message to you is as a Braves fan, do not worry about that right now. You have at least five more years of the best player in baseball, the opportunity to witness him play on your favorite team for the next five years during his prime seasons. Enjoy every second of it. And let's not worry about a Ronald Acuna Jr. extension right now. Let's worry about a Max Freed extension. You want to worry about an extension at the moment, but this does lead us into our conversation about Shohei Otani. Cause if the Rays wanted to offer Acuna extension, Hey, just defer all the money to when it doesn't matter. We'll talk about this Otani contract here next. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time. To get in on the action right now, NFL, NBA, NHL, college football, all happening right now. And you can get get in on the action at fanduel.com slash locked on. The app is easy to use as well. They have betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And if you're like me and you really just care about baseball, they got those odds out as well. The Dodgers are the World Series favorites now at plus 550. The Braves are second there at plus 650 with the Astros at 850. So a pretty big gap there between the Dodgers and the Braves and everybody else at the moment. They also just put out their MVP favorites and... Ron Acuna Jr. is the favorite to repeat as the NL MVP at plus 500. Our boy Matt Olson's there at plus 1,200. And they have Otani at plus 1,000 behind his own teammates, Freeman and Betts. So, again, you want to get on some early action there for MLB favorites, you can do so over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Also, make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash PlaySafe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I also want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, let's, let's go into this Otani conversation. I kind of talked about it last night a little bit, but... Needed more time really to wrap my head around it and get it to a place where it's dummy proof. And I say that because I don't have the best business mind, financial mind in the world. So I needed more time to read up on this. Still don't know if I fully have every angle of it. It seems like every time I feel like I have a good grasp on all the particulars of this deal, how it's structured, how it works. I feel like there's more information that comes out at different angle on it, but I'm going to try to give you the bare bones of it and what really matters in the discussion right now. So he is, he signed 10 years, 700 million. He is deferring 680 million of that until after the 10 years is up. So essentially, he's making 2 million from 2024 through 2023. He's making 2 million a year over the 10 years of the contract. And then he'll make 68 million per year from 2034 to 40 to 2043. Thanks to Paul Brave Stats on Twitter, uh, helped me out some of this. Others as well attempted to help uh, me out in understanding all of this. But basically what it boils down to, the Dodgers are paying 700 million. That's real money that's coming out, 700 million. That will get paid to Otani. But again, they've deferred that money to help with the CBT number. And it's not 70 million a year. Instead, because of inflation, that money being worth more now than it is in the future, the way it essentially works out is that it's $460 million real dollars now over 10 years. I shouldn't say real dollars. It's uh, current money now, $460 over the first 10 years of this contract. Forget all that. Here's the big thing to remember. The Dodgers are still paying $46 million a year towards their CBT number towards their collective balance tax number they're still taking a 46 million dollar hit which is a record number the highest collective bargaining you know tax hit that any team has taken 46 million a year the dodgers nor any other team were going to make a deal with otani where they were going to take a 70 million dollar hit towards their cbt but otani's you know at least to the dodgers worth 700 million so this is how you make it work out where otani gets his money and the Dodgers don't take that huge CBT hit, you know, every year. Forty six is still really, really big, and I think that's something that we have to remember. The Dodgers are still taking a big hit towards the the tax, the tax threshold. But here's where it really benefits the Dodgers, and this is where it really has a lot of fans upset: is that every team works yearly on a payroll and a budget. And for each season of these 10 years, Otani is only taking up $2 million of the actual yearly budget. Now that $46 million still going towards the collective, you know, tax going towards that tax threshold. But as far as their yearly budget, it's only a $2 million hit for the Dodgers. So that allows them to go out and make other big signings and big moves. And said, David Rodriguez on here says Dodgers have deep pockets they don't care if they pay him in 2034. Yeah, the Dodgers already have deep pockets. And that's what they're, you know, hope that's what they're getting around here with this big deal for Otani is that it's only $2 million a year towards their yearly payroll, but they're still paying that collective bargaining tax. Hopefully, this will help you understand it a little bit here because I love the way that Alex Antopoulos explains this. He says he doesn't worry about going over the luxury tax, which I don't know that I agree with 100%, but. He says he just takes that tax into account for their yearly payroll budget. So last year, you know, they were into the tax. They paid, I believe it was three to 4 million in tax. So you just add that onto your 2023 payroll. So if your payroll is 215 million, then you you know include that three to 4 million you're going to pay in tax in that payroll. And that's how the Dodgers will view this because they're still going to have that huge tax hit with the Otani deal, 46 million a year. But you just take that whatever you're going to pay for that tax hit and include it into your yearly payroll. So they will go into the tax, although right now they're technically under, but there's likely still more moves coming for the Dodgers. This is within the rules, and it's pretty smart, honestly. Uh, We aren't going to see many players getting this type of deal either. You just don't see many players that are going to get a $700 million deal or what Otani gets. But you look at the collective bargaining agreement. It, is, it states, there shall be no limitations on either the amount of deferred compensation or the percentage of total compensation attributed attributable to deferred compensation for which a union player's contract may provide. So this is certainly within the rules. It may feel shady to some, but it is within the rules of the CBA. Deferred money is not something new. The Nationals have done it a lot. Strasburg deferred $80 million with the contract that he signed. So this is not anything new. Here's my issue as a Braves fan. They made all these extensions for young players that pay them less early in their careers and more later. But the CBT hit for the Braves is the AAB of the entire deal. It doesn't just take into account how much they're making down the road and how much that money is worth Now, it takes into account the entire deal. Strider, for example, he's making $1 million in 2024, but the CBT hit for the Braves for Strider in 2024 is $12.5 million. That is a huge difference, and it's because the AAV of the entire contract is $12.5 million. Same can be said to a lesser extent for Sean Murphy and Michael Harris. They're all making less money now, and they're contracts increase as it goes on, but you're paying for the AAV over that entire contract. Dodgers aren't doing that with Otani because the money is deferred. And the Braves are honestly in a little bit of a pickle right now because they have all those long-term contracts. And because that AAV hit is going against their luxury tax, the Braves' current payroll is $225 million, but their luxury tax payroll is $263 million. And that's why, as Little E says, they're already in the second tier for the tax coming up for next season. It's because they've done all these long-term deals, and they're paying the AAV for the entire contract. So I understand why that is. I understand that's the rule. Why should deferred money be any different is what you know I don't get in the part that I think seems a little bit unfair in all of this. But again, it's within the rules. If the Braves did it and Alex Antopoulos did it, I would be jumping For joy, and perhaps we see more teams doing that. Bottom line is, and again, feel free to correct me on any of this that you feel that I'm wrong in in the comment section below. But Otani will get his 700 million in due time. Dodgers will still take the highest luxury tax hit in history at 46 million a year. But the Dodgers' yearly payroll will be helped out in the fact that Otani is only actually getting 2 million. Per year. And Otani can do this because he makes 50 million in endorsements, which only feels like it's going to go up uh, playing with for the Dodgers. So I, you know, I get it from all points. And you know, credit to Otani. He wants to do this for his team so that they can compete now and in the future. So it's a great move for him. Again, if the Braves did it. I would love it, but unfortunately the Dodgers were the ones to get it done. So hopefully that helps clear some some things up for you. It's still a very murky situation in my mind, but I think I've got the gist of it now and again the bottom line of it. So hopefully that helped you understand it a little bit more as well and we can continue that conversation down in the YouTube comments below if we need to. All right, next we'll get into some news of the day. Several smaller signings. One target that the Braves were going after, Seth Lugo, was signed by the Royals. We'll discuss that move and more next. Once again, I want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. A little bit of news from the day on on Tuesday, I mentioned already Ron Acuna Jr. winning that home run derby in Venezuela on Monday night. That's a lot of fun. If you didn't get to check that out, again, go to B-E-I-S-B-O-L play on YouTube. They should have the replay of that if you want to go back and watch it. Seth Lugo signed with the Royals on Tuesday as well. And I know that's somebody that the Braves were targeting. Three years, $45 million. Look. You listen to me on here. You read my article over on Braves today. You know, I wasn't very big on the Braves signing Seth Lugo, but that seems like a pretty fair deal in my opinion. Um, But Royals get it done and they signed Seth Lugo. So he is now one more target off the board. I still think there's plenty more out there. uh, But, you know, as each one comes off the board, it does make you a little bit more concerned. that The Braves might not get anything done. National signed Dylan Floro to a one-year, $2.25 million deal. And the Giants, with the big signing of the day, getting Jung-Hoo Lee uh, for six years, $113 million. Huge contract there for the Giants that have been looking itching to make a big deal. Apparently, they made a similar offer to Otani as well, who ended up choosing the Dodgers. So the Giants have been burning a hole in their pocket trying to spend some money here, and they ultimately do that on outfielder Jung-Hoo Lee. And Rowdy Tellez is in an agreement with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So Pirates getting a first baseman DH there. And then right-hander Cooper Criswell signs with the Boston Red Sox. So seeing several deals kind of shake up here on Tuesday. Again, hopefully we continue to see this trend going a little bit here as we get into the offseason. I think Yamamoto kind of holding things up here a little bit for the top of the starting pitching market. But it sounds like his decision could come pretty soon as he's been meeting with a lot of teams here lately. Uh, So we'll see how that works out. But uh, Nixie says, Chris Stratton, also to the Royals. I like what the Royals are doing here. I mean, they're not going to contend. They're not going to compete. But I love it when even the smaller market teams who are rebuilding, you know, aren't going to compete, make moves like this to try to win and, you know, to try to put a quality, uh, you know, team out on the field. I love when that's the case. Also did want to mention, unfortunately, Ronnie Mauricio, uh, you know, top prospect for the Mets. He tore his ACL and the playing in the Dominican League. Looked like he stopped between first and second base real quick, uh, and you know, messed up that knee. So it ended up being a torn ACL. He's gonna miss most of The upcoming season, he was supposed to compete with Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos, a couple of other good young hitters for the Mets for playing time. So hate to see that. It does make you worry and concern when you're seeing your players play over in these winter leagues. That stuff can happen, obviously, at any moment. So hate that for the Mets and just hope all these other big leaguers, prospects, stay healthy over there and come back and get ready for the major league season, Ron Acuna Jr., especially at the top of that, that prayer list there for Braves fans. All right, that will do it for this episode of a locked on Braves. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. Whether you watch the live version of this, we're up to over 150 live viewers in here right now. So thank you so much for that. Or if you're watching the replay, whether on YouTube or listening to the audio version, thank you so much for all your support. If you are on YouTube, Hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button to help support the show. If you're listening on the audio version, please go out and give me a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. As again, that does help support the show a ton. But that would do for the episode of Locked On Braves. Follow us on social media at shortstopball at locked on underscore braves. And we will talk to you next time.